Welcome back to the post show, episode 107. This feels so different. I don't know why, but it feels different. We played around with the format today, and I gotta say, I had an absolute blast. A little bit less prescribed, a little bit more fluid, goopy. You know what I'm saying? You'll see. Well, you'll hear. Um, okay, what did we cover? We, we talked uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen season two finale, Free Rin. We uh, dissected uh, the Golden Globes and uh, had a lot to say about that and just current events and current movies and all that fun stuff. And then we talked a bunch of fun, you know, what's in the news, what's happening lately type stuff. You know, the Civil War movie trailer by Alex Garland, uh, Jack Reacher, some shows that are going to be released and have been renewed, Tom Cruise's new deal with Warner Brothers, and then we got back to anime, uh, briefly mentioned Pluto, and we both watched the solo leveling pilot, so we talked about that. And then uh, one of our top fans sent in their top five uh, anime of 2023, so we go over that. Um, thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey there, Grant. Hey, dude. How you doing, fella? I'm good. I'm good. Post Christmas, uh, <sighs> we're finally we're now far enough away from Christmas I can breathe again. Yeah, you got the tree put away. Oh yeah, within days. Yeah. yeah. Did you do you put up lights? Did you do anything of that? Uh, uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, no. Oh, like outside? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You're not climbing the One ladder, day. risking life and limb. No, I do. Yeah. Anyways, but um, do that too often. Uh, good point. Yeah, I have no time. I don't want to be in ladders on my own personal time. Um, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I've always, I grew up with them. My dad always did it, and it's just never. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm scared of like the peak of my. Like I know like how I would want to do it. You're scared of like, what? Like just I think like the sh- like the you know the shape of my home. Oh, like the literal peak. Yeah, like I'm I'm worried. Not worried. Like I'm not afraid of heights. Because um, you know again. I'm very comfortable with ladders, which is yeah. you know, debatable. Not safe on your free time, but um, I don't know. I just I don't know. It's maybe one day. Just it's never high on my priority. But we do inside tree and all that. Yeah, we do. Uh, the last two years, I think we've done like we do the tree, but mm-hmm. with Hanukkah colors. So Word. blue or uh, yeah, blue and silver. And it's I a like your tree. Yeah, you guys, you guys sent us a, f- a photo. Uh... A day or two before Christmas, we're gonna like to... yeah, a little Christmaca setup. But I think you know if we get <laughs> get some more space, we'll maybe do a little bit more. But I'm not comfortable with ladders, and also I don't know the return on investment. Not literally, but I'm thinking about like how much I would enjoy Christmas decorations outside, assuming I had a house house, mm. versus like the pain of putting them up. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, I wonder. If that's like a generational thing, it definitely feels like it's a generational thing, or maybe it's a city thing versus small town thing. Actually, mm. I'm wondering, like just like yeah. kind of phasing out from generation to generation. Yeah, I'm, like in my mind, I'm thinking about like think about our parents growing up, going down your childhood home, or your mm. childhood street, and like how many families had Christmas decorations up mm. versus like when we have, you know, like going down our home, going down those streets now. The percentage of people within our age range, like, is there a drastic, you know, diminishment in how many people are uh, decorating their homes with Christmas lights? 
like I'm not an expert, and this is like a number that like just pops into my head, but it yeah. feels like driving around, it's like forty percent less lights than when we were kids. Yeah, I just feel like driving <laughs> down my <laughs> street as a kid was like, oh, what do you think the so and sos are doing this year sure. for Christmas? Yeah. And like, you know, again, it's different with like the real estate market, and also like we're at the age where not everybody has a family, but many people are starting families. Yeah. So like maybe that'll become more important as you're raising some rugrats, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't look around my social group and, like, I don't think many of these people are going to be putting up lights. You know no. what I mean? Definitely I, f- fewer, like, in the minority, for sure. Sure. I, I will, so I will say, like, I, you'll never catch me buying one of those fucking projector lights that people slap in the middle of the yard. That, that's cheating. That, that's it's, cheating. I'll never stoop to that. Like, there's, there's corners to cut in homeownership. That is not one I'm willing to Either to do it in. or don't. Don't yeah. don't throw, buy like a ten dollar Amazon thing and be like, look, we decorated. Like that's not that doesn't count. You know what? It's funny actually. You know, Leanna's gonna listen to this. She's gonna tell she's gonna tell me exactly why we don't put up lights. We have like one electrical outlet outside. Oh yeah, and it's just it would be super inconvenient to like get you know the run. Anyways, but uh, yeah, Christmas. Light. You know what? Next year I'm gonna do it next year. <laughs> gonna make a plan, battle plan. They'll set up a little power strip. We'll figure it out. But, Cut to uh, post-show episode 159 when Grant's coming off a broken leg. Wow. Do not put that shit <laughs> Take that evil juju Sorry. right here. Sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, God. You never shall know, we, dude. Uh, shall we talk about some anime? Yeah. Yeah. It's So, um, if you're joining us, this is kind of our first regular... If you're joining us, you've joined us, if you're here. Welcome this. live. We're at uh, yeah. Mark 4, four 5. <laughs> but if you're joining us for the first time, you know, last week we did, like, our top five anime uh, each of 2023, so I highly recommend you go and listen to that if you're curious as to what we've been watching uh, last year. But we're going to pick up with, like, what we've... What's still on air, what just finished. But, like, the big thing is we never got to talk about the finale of... Jujutsu Kaisen season two, just because like you know how it ended was kind of in the middle of the holidays, Christmas. and then we had the top five episodes, so we we have yet to discuss this. Um, uh, okay, I'll I'll start just by saying, not necessarily not necessarily related to the content. I love that this was twenty three straight weeks. It was yeah yeah. There's no break. No yeah. That's huge. And, and like, you know, when especially now, like, multiple cores are becoming more popular. And, you yeah, know, we had to wait a lot. Yeah, and we had to wait a long time for season two. It's like, I'm glad that we got it all. Yes, there was, uh, you know, controversy with the production schedule and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're not going to rehash all that. But, well, it did, I, you know, like, again, I'm not going to rehash it. But, like, I think there was that one week where, like, it literally came down to, like, yeah, the a two-hour window of, like, whether it could, like, hit broadcast or not. So, they yeah. potentially could have been. Yeah. Could have been a miss. But, but um, we, we yeah, had, like, sure, six yeah. straight months of Jujutsu Kaisen, which was pretty dope. So crazy. Um, looking back, we kind of looked back at the whole season on our lat, the top five episode and kind of justified why it was on my list and we kind of rehashed a lot of what happened in the season so if you want more detail on that again check out that episode but good pod it was a good pod but for now let's just talk about the ending this last episode this is your spoiler warning obviously a lot a lot happened a lot of kind of master evil villain type plans were revealed yeah. um i'll throw to you overall how do you feel about it Really, you know, it's, I guess just, um, it was not like it was a, it wasn't cliffhangery, 
thankfully because like that could have been the case you know there was a lot of you know there's a lot of setup and it was so much yeah. action and so much fast you know the just the pace of it was so fast either you know there, there's a chance that when we got to the ending it could just been like and you know and stop and see it and mm-hmm. see it then they did kind of like they did just enough of setting up what's to come you know with the whole with the the yuda stuff and you know yep. like you know you know the big line of like you know i will kill you know itadori yuji and mm-hmm. and whatnot and then you know the ending too specifically of like kind of yuji being alone and solo the the whole the clap and the what does that mean you know like there's the, 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 it's a lot of um it reminded me of Demon Slayer in a lot of ways. Like, Jujutsu mm. Kaisen, like, there's been so much time in, in between, you know, like, those funny little moments, like, the like the send-offs or the teasers. We don't get as much, right? Yeah. Like, you get it in the season and that's it. Um, it's not, like, almost... Not not that Demon Slayer is year to year, but, I don't know, there's just, like, fun little send-offs of, like, stuff to come and mm-hmm. you know, it, was, it was good. It was, like, a, it was a really good way to cap off, uh, you know, a bit of a roller coaster of a season in, in, in many ways, but yeah. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. Overall, I liked it. Um dense first half yeah work worked less for me other than like the big stuff like the idol like the, the transfiguration stuff yeah there. but it's funny um we've talked about this before but like it feels like Jujutsu Kaisen's really big strength is also one of its biggest weaknesses which is like just how deep the lore technique the technique lore stuff goes when you like when it clicks and like you read it carefully <laughs> and often a couple times right mm-hmm. it does make sense and that's like the exciting part like when you like when you get the ins and outs of like like here's a great example um you know mahito and ghetto air quotes on ghetto have had this conversation that, you know spanning multiple seasons at this point about like what is the true nature of the soul how does it work how does it relate to one's technique and then there's like this great little mini revelation when you know gojo kind of calls out to ghetto or suguru and the hand comes at the throat and you're like oh wow like he's still in there in a way like in a way there's some residual left of whatever the fibers of his being exactly separate from the soul yeah, yeah, yeah and you know Ghetto Suguru takes that or Ghetto takes that opportunity to be like, oh, see Mahito, like you had to be wrong. Like, like see what I'm talking about? This is crazy. Yeah. And then Mahito has this whole line of like, well, maybe every technique has its own worldview. Like maybe mm-hmm. the rules only apply to you in a way that they don't apply to me, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But and that, that's like worthy of a whole conversation. I think the problem is I'm con- semi confident most people don't pick that up because it happens so fast. And it's so dense. And, like, there's... And especially this episode, like, the first half of this episode about, like... Like, I don't think most people can tell you roughly how many people were activated. How were they activated? What are we talking about? Two different types of people that he altered. Like, I get it now, but it's, like, upon rewatch and dissection. And, like, mm-hmm. they t- when they reveal shit, it's, it's so dense... And the translation doesn't help either, right? Like, the fact no. that it's all being said in a second language. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta tell you, like, hopefully Croach, like, Crunchyroll gets me there with this one. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, hopefully, you know, like, they're, uh, they're translators. But uh, it's funny, you know, I never thought of it um, before, but, you know, just the Kaizen, like, it's loud, and it's, like, an action, like, you know, it's, like, you know, it's, like, you know, not rock and roll, but, like, it, when you think about it, and, like, how dense the shit, it's kind of like a prog rock kind of show like there's just like there's all the stuff up front that there's obvious to catch and it's there but like if you really sit with it like there's just so much more you can dive into 
uh, <clears throat> messy or not. But um, it, it's so funny, like over the years, like we, like you said, like the mojito and get your, you know, the fake ghetto, or whatever. It's just like mm-hmm. it's, it's so interesting. We see these moments of like, oh yeah, they're talking again, and they're talking again. And, like there's just there's this dialogue, and then you kind of get to the end and. Even before, like the you know, in quote like, the betrayal, you know, you know we're kind of he sucks him out. Well, clearly, he was lost, so he's going anyways. But, yeah, um, it, it was just interesting, like to look back of like, oh yeah, like there was like there's something there, you know. It's, yeah, we always knew, but like to kind of see it like kind of fruition, like whether you know Bahito's been being played the whole time, which it's hard to say because he had such a presence and um, it feels, but uh, yeah, it feels like he might have been. Um, so. To avoid confusion, in my notes, and I know this isn't going to be, and I bet like manga people have the answer, but the guy inhabiting Ghetto's body, initially Choso says his name is Kamo Noritoshi, mm-hmm. right? And then he responds, "Oh, it's just really one of the many names that I've had." So like, we I've been get around the a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's been around a long time, yeah. and you know, he has marked quote like thousands of people clearly one of the big bombs that was also dropped was megami's sister is one of the people that he that he's marked and he kind of says if we break this down a little bit that he's marked two types of people right Mm -hmm. and one type is the type of person who can uh, ingest like a cursed object and that's just like Itadori, for example. Mm-hmm. And the second type of person Which is kind of grooms them, or like kind of opens up their their potential further. Yeah, to, yeah, to uh, be able to control or utilize cursed energy, which Itadori ha- has been able to since ingesting the finger. And the second type of person is how Mahito kind of turned, or probably not Mahito, probably Kamo altered Junpei's brain mm-hmm. to be able to just from shift from regular human to being able to use cursed technique. From what, from what I understood was it was like the one people who can ingest, yeah, or or, or can hold cursed over yeah. time. It can build a resistance, which can eventually be turned into something. Mm-hmm. But the other one is people who one hundred percent have cursed energy, but have no means to use yes. it. Yes. So I think that's what Junpei was. Like he one hundred percent had cursed energy. Just again, there's no, that's where Mahito kind of played, played yeah. around and kind of turned it on a little bit, but. Uh, Yes, so... Probably open, you know, it wasn't like the whole oh, right there, just open a little bit. Right, 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 because you're right. So, because to clarify, Kamo Noritoshi, all he did was mark them. It yes. was Mahito's idol transfiguration that actually changed them. Yes. So, and he activated it remotely after he ingested uh, Mahito, which makes sense. So, I guess, I mean, and so he's supposedly done this to like a thousand or thousands of people over time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think like the TLDR, like if you come away from the finale with a couple of things, it's Jujutsu Kaisen is in pandemonium mode. Yeah. Cursed energy and spirits are everywhere and cursed users have just also like exploded. Like the population yeah. of cursed users have exploded. It's, maybe it's kind of jumping a little bit, but it, it, it is, you know... I was a little bummed, you know, when they announced, like, the day of the finale, like, they already had the name of, like, the culling arc. Yeah, same. Coming. But when, but as you watch it, and then you find out, like, you know, everything that has happened, and you hear what it's called, like, oh, like, that's very on-brand. Like, the next step is going to be at play here. Like, yeah. Clearly, you know, cursed energy and, and curses themselves, it's going to be run rampant more than, you know, even Shibuya. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. In hindsight, it's, it's kind of cool that they did that. You'd think they would wait, like, a couple days, let people sit with the finale. 
but again, you know, like the hype is there. They got to jump on it. But uh... so I have several questions, and then we we can move on. We won't spend like forty minutes on jujitsu, but sure. But it did leave me with a few. So we didn't really get resolution on this, but there is likely a link between Itadori and Choso. Is that fair? I think it's one hundred percent. There's a link. Right, and so, and and you know, for the listener, you know. And, and maybe just some people need reminding. I certainly did. You know, the pilot of the show is with Itadori and his grandfather. And it seems like his grandfather was going to reveal something about his parents. And then he's cut off. And then nothing mm-hmm. is said. And we've never seen them in a flashback. Yeah. We've never spoke about them. No. I think 100% Yuji is maybe a similar situation as Chozo. So if that's the case, was Yuji... And, and I mean, you know, before he even ingested the finger, like, the pilot of the show... Shows him running at super speed and, like, doing, like, everyday sports activities at, like, world-breaking levels. So, like, he's clearly not a regular guy. Um, So, I guess the question is, like, was he in some way manipulated or created by this Kamo Noritoshi guy? Mm Because, you know, if he's related to Choso and Choso comes from him, then yes, probably. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's as simple as, like, you know maybe just in the process of like how they were created is the same yeah and maybe like that's their link like i don't think you know may not necessarily be blood or anything but maybe just yeah. like a residual curse energy or something like that it kind of picks up on but yeah. um because when he says like chose only picks up on it when he goes for a killing blow yeah. it's like a feeling he gets it's not like their blood came in contact and you yeah know, like his blood powers aside but it's yeah. not like it kind of that triggered anything or whatever but um, though it's interesting because Choso kind of explained his, um, what that, like how he would, I don't want to say conceived, but you know, it was a, his mother, mm-hmm. a cursed spirit that impregnated mm-hmm. her, and Kamo Noritoshi's blood. Mm-hmm. He said, like, that the guy mixed his own blood. And so he's technically Choso's father in a weird way. Yes. But just like that. Yeah. At the end of I the just day, wonder if he did the same thing. <clears throat> so, I don't Not the exact think, same. I don't think, like, Camo would... His blood would be in Yuji. Unless, no. like, you siphon the blood out. I think, like, the brain is just, like... It's all, you know... In quotations, yeah. right? Like, this yeah. the brain's just going from powerful, you know, curse user to curse user. So, he's probably repeated this process over however long with different bloodlines. He's, you know, he's mixed in everywhere. So, I think maybe what matters is, like the curse comes from him. Yeah. And then just the blood of whoever he is, like, in possession of at the time. Yeah. But he's probably involved, which leads me to my second question. Do you think Yuji getting access to the finger was by accident? Like, the initial eating Sukuna moment where he became a vessel, is that happenstance? But there was a line... I don't there was definitely a line in the finale, but there's a couple prior, or because yeah, before like it, may, it might have been even last season or the beginning of this, before we get the reveal of Ghetto, like who Ghetto is mm-hmm. and you know Noshitori, but like he does not. It is interesting. Like he seems very like I'm not worried about Sakuna. Like that's not a big deal. And like then, it's like that guy's like Joe. It's all like the words of Makoto is about saying like that guy's a bum, but like just, the relaxed demeanor. You know, the combination of, like, how ghetto just looks and how, like, the brain is, you know, playing ghetto. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard well, to say. another I, I, thing that's noteworthy, too, is the, the white-haired girl, with whose name I have a tough time with, U- Urame? 
With the ice power? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So she was helping Sukuna. They had a conversation on that meteor, remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in the finale, she's helping Ghetto or Kamo Noritoshi. So, like, are they in... Is she the messenger between the two? Are they in comms? She could be playing, you know, one side or she's... Yeah, like, what... Sukuna has said several times in season two that he has plans anyway. Like, he's got his own thing in the in the works. Mm. Um, he seems to be working with that girl. I don't know. And then, you know, as Kamo Noritoshi makes his getaway, he says something like, "Are you? I hope you're listening, Sukuna. Mm. I expect big things from you. Mm. As he dips. And he yeah. says, can you feel it? He says, I want to get the quote properly he says something about the hein era is returning and so i think maybe that's just when they were running the show they it were, is in season one they mentioned that they did and i dug it up and it's the hein era took place a thousand years ago and is considered the golden age age of jiu-jitsu where japan had numerous powerful sorcerers this period was also where sukuna reigned supreme at the height of his powers hmm. so it's like were they old buds or were they opposing factions or they just co merely coexisted in the same time period where they were both quite happy with how things were going or this know. guy was like playing second fiddle till sakuna went yeah. goodbye and then he kind of yeah you know, who knows like a lot a lot tbd my worry is a lot of big picture stuff were set up here mm -hmm. i think I think 100% the focus of next season is going to be like, you know, as the name suggests, like, you know, it's going to be like killing some, yeah, you know, some curses and, you know, people are, more people are going to die. But I think, again, I think the bigger picture is just a little, a little bit of a touch. This feels like Demon, you know, at the end of season two of Demon Slayer, the Entertainment District arc, yeah. it kind of felt like, oh, we can kind of see the finish line, but this still feels out of reach. We yeah. don't know how much further. Yeah. We had people saying, like, the manga's, you know, finished, and there's, like, so much, so many chapters or whatever. But, like, by the end of season three, we're like, oh, I can see the finish line. Like, 100% I can see yeah. the finish line. You know, but, like, again, there's a lot of stuff to go between. This feels very much like a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, it feels like we have a long way to go. And I <laughs> I also think I've been fucking spoiled on some recent manga shit, which sucks. I, uh, it's so funny. I sent you that video. Yeah. I, I cannot, I'm so happy. Like you saw my, You're, there's like it. a, it's called a toast notification. You know, like the little preview of your message comes in. Okay. Yeah. I was halfway through it and your message came in saying, oh shit, my bad. So I just backed out of it. I was, I had every intent on watching the rest of the video. It was, um, for context, it was like, it was just an explanation of heavenly restrictions. Cause I feel like right. that was like the yeah. thing, our, our confusion and uh it, it was like minor it's anyways but um i was like oh this maybe this guy has some like good explanations and i clicked on one and i was telling him yeah i was like I don't, I don't know why i couldn't look away i was just staring at it and i texted her i was like is any of this true and all she's right like, like she was like i i can't i, I cannot confirm or deny and i'm like no so like i think i had a huge spoiler fuck yeah so yeah um Okay, we need, we haven't mentioned that Yuda came back. Oh boy. Uh, I mean, well, we mentioned him, but like we didn't mention his return scene was pretty cool. <laughs> Very neon Genesis. Very neon. I really loved yeah. the horror scene in that convenience store. Yes. The little girl. I was like, yo, like this is like old school jujitsu a little bit. I'm this not complaining. Doing more of this is. But should be doing more of this. That was fucking tight. And also, yeah. this is like leads into one of the few questions I have remaining. Um, Rico is with him. 
Yeah. Which she left at the end of the movie. That's That was my reasoning. Too, or my thinking, too. I was like, oh, that seems... There's something there. But TV. is her, like, resonant power kicking it, still kicking around? Yeah, it's I don't know. It's funny that, like, he's, like, scolding her. Like, oh, that's not nice. You yeah, know? Like, that's enough. Or that's too much or something. But how about... I guess one last thing is how dark and out of nowhere was, like, the, the broadcast of, like... You know, like shoot on sight or kill on sight. I love, sight I love like, that for Yuji, and then even Ghetto in the box, like you know, it's yeah. come in possession. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know? I have them written down here, and we can read them out in a quick sec. But I yeah. love when they do that. Like they did that in season one. They did it a lot in the movie where they, mm-hmm. they just cut to black with an announcement. Yeah. You know, they all throughout the movie they're like, you know, special great operation Rika appears for the second <laughs> yeah. time, and you're like, oh, it's like a bulletin to the world. The yeah. It's like a, this bit, and I was like, oh, I fucking love when they do that. Because um, it, it makes it feel very official. Like, this is the way we are governing things moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the, like the people, like, telling, like, we have to tell people. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. there are four decrees. One, Suguro Ghetto is alive, and the death penalty, his death penalty is reinstated. Still st- yeah, still stands. Uh, Satoru Gojo has been branded a co-expirator and ex- and exiled from the realm of sorcery. Unsealing him from the prison realm uh, would be considered a cr- criminal act punishable by death. Three Tokyo Jiu-Jitsu principal. This was this was a sp- this was a random one. Yeah, the principal of Jiu-Jitsu High, uh, Yaga Masamichi, is sentenced to death for inciting Suguru and Satoru in Shibuya. And for the suspended execution on uh, Yuji Itadori has been lifted, and Yuta Okatsu is appointed as his executioner. Damn. And Yuta seems particularly peeved uh, because, and apparently this is like a blink and you'll miss it moment, uh, that Inumaki had one of his arms or both TBD cut off in Shibuya, um, likely as part of uh, it, uh, Sukuna's domain. I was, I was reading that he um there's like a line of like he missed it by like 1.2 meters or something like that of like because because he extended it to like 100 meters yeah sakuna's move and uh udamaki missed it like he was within like the 1.2 meter range yeah outside of it and uh, i thought that was a really cool little detail yeah so kind of makes sense that you know like just casualties right it's it is it is interesting and not to be like you know a spoil sport on like you know not not saying like the show is not like highbrow or anything but like this reeks of like you know Yuta like Yuji those are also Yuji's friends and he probably feels bad about this and you know like I know you hate him and there's probably gonna be a lot of like Yuta stop like Yuji's a good guy like you know yeah and also and they're gonna do their thing and you know friends you know like I don't know <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. He, I'm, I'm so glad to see him on screen though and that they aged yeah. him up a little bit his presence is fucking yeah but like yeah if anyone should understand like being an occupational hazard because of the power that is inside of you or like that's yuta or that was that was him basically forever um that kid that got stuffed into a locker in the movie yeah yeah dude very excited uh for season three or or we were we were speculating if it'll be a movie or a season but i guess we'll see i yeah i hope i hope it's a season i you know like, movies are nice when they're spectacles, but, like, you don't, you know, because we were, we were talking a bit last week, like, you know, with, like, the, the Chainsaw Man movie coming up. Like, again, I have context because I have read it. And maybe you're different if I had read Jujutsu Kaisen, but, like, mm. I'm confident in that arc, you know, into a movie. It just makes perfect sense. It's a dead ringer for a movie, but, like, this sounds, like, big picture. So, like, I, yeah. if that's if that's just kind of jumbled into a movie, I don't, I don't want that, but... Uh, 
I like you know I like when time is taken and we get the, the full thing right. So same here. I'm very I'm very curious to see what they do and, and when. Timeline is cl- is key, right? Yeah, I think. But we're... yeah, it's probably gonna be a minute. Um, but you know, this was I think I would venture to say this was worth the wait. You know, and uh, yeah, excited for more. Okay, uh, do you want to talk free run? Let's do it. Probably won't spend as much time on free run. Um, like they, I mean, what they take two weeks off, max one week, one Take week one off. Yeah, I love it. I love uh, <laughs> that. Like what? Would you say this is also going to be like twenty three episodes, twenty two, twenty four? I think it's fucking awesome. Love it. Just yeah. never stop this. Back in the golden age of anime here. <laughs> yeah. Twenty four episode runs. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, good, wholesome. Yeah. Me- fun episode. I don't know. I don't know what to say. What do you got? Well, it was it was funny because well, it was funny. I was pretty I was pretty um pretty choked, but like. You know, the end, the previous episode, you know, before the one week break. Yeah. You know, there was the whole of like, oh, like signs leaving, you know, yeah. they're clearly they're teeing him up and, and you're like, no, like he's great. You know, like he's dad, you know, she's mom. Like they're like, you know, yeah. it was like a family, you know, and, uh, you know, you have the break and you come back and I love like the bit of like, you know, you know, we'll wait out the night, the snow and it's like, you know, it's going to last a month or whatever. And of they're course. All stuck together. And then. Oh my god, there's so many great bits in the episode, but when you know, it came down to brass tacks and you know, he thinks about it and it's time to leave and you know, you see him walking away and you kind of, you know, and I'm just like looking at Leanna, I'm like, he's gonna come back, right? He's he's gonna like call them out and say, like, come with me guys or yeah. like they're gonna say, like, hey, let's go on your journey. But like it's not that. Nope. It's not some, you know, frivolous fantasy, you know, you know, started to take one, but like it's not like some like Isekai where it's just like, yeah. oh, like here we go, we're on the event you know. And I, I just look look at Deanna and she's just like that's life sometimes, and I was just like, "Yeah, it yeah, is." Very, very, it was. It really, that really resonated with me when she said that. I was like, "Fuck." It's so weird because it feels like, and I, you know, of course, in the moment, I can't think of any examples, but it feels like animes try to do this. They try to make you not want a character to go, and mm-hmm. and to be upset when they leave. You know what I mean? And and I often don't feel it. You know, I'm often sitting there instead in my own head being like, I know what they're trying to do and I don't quite feel it or, you know what I mean? It's not, I don't feel it quite as strongly, I think, as they want me to, Mm -hmm. but in this moment, and it's such like, it's, it's hard to do for your injustice talking about it sometimes because it really is a feeling and you really do have to watch it, but it's like, this is kind of a, and when I say this, I don't mean in a negative way, but it is a bit of a mundane story plot. Especially if you write it down, right? If on paper, like, new character meets the trio, they grow close, and then he leaves, and it's sad. It's like, mm. how do you make that engaging and actually make the like the viewer care? And it's like, I don't know, they put so much, like, TLC into these relationships, how they get along as a, as a unit. Like you said, they kind of, they assume these kind of mom and dad roles, and, like... I don't, it altered the dynamic of the show while he was around, and then he's gone, and that's sad. It's not like break your fucking heart sad, but no. it's like, damn, I didn't want him to go. That was it's fun. Like, it's like real life sad. Like, yeah. Like, it's something that, like, it's, it is just happening. Like, it is a change, but it's yeah. not like your world's not crashing down. You know, like, things just yeah. do happen, and I don't know, there's just something surreal about that you know as you're watching you're just kind of like and, and I, you know like leanna told me that last night it was just like it was just like off the cuff she's like 
you know, that's life. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, like, yeah, like people just leave sometimes, you know, like not bad circumstances, and, just people move on. And not because they fell out or they had a falling out, not cut, you know, like, cause he had the thing I need to do. He had to do a thing. Want to do. And, and the best yeah. part too, is like, as much as you want him to stay, I think the audience knows like, yeah, of course he should go. Like, the whole would, point of him going on this adventure is that he regretted not going to find his friend. Mm-hmm. Now that he knows where he is, is he supposed to be like, oh, no, I'm, never mind. It's like, yeah. no, like, you gotta go do your thing. And there was, they really did, they did a really good job of, like, <laughs> you know, because, like, they're there for the month or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, the, there's the gag of, you know, they're leaving soon, or, you know, he's in the bar drinking, you know, because that's, like, his his place or whatever, yeah. and the... Just one of the villagers we had met, the guy that had given him the cabin, I guess. Yeah. And he's like leaving, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we are leaving." And he was like, "No, think about it. Like, we haven't really done anything together. It's yeah. like also fitting. Like, you're with these people, and you know, like, I'm sure you're thinking about them, but like, you're just not always like doing all this stuff together at all times. And then, you know, you have that, you know, time to leave and all that. It's just, but they, there was a really, I really liked the scene with him and Free Rain. In she comes into the tavern, the yeah. bar. You know, they're having a meal, and I was just telling you, I'm like, how fucking sick would it be just to be, like, drinking beer and eating meat and cheeses in, like, a tavern? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, that, like, you know, buddy's ripping smokes outside. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, but there was a line of, like, you know, he's, like, you know, I think it, it starts about, like, him. I think he had just kind of had the thing, the whole, the spat between Fern and Stark. You know, of course, his line of, like, just date already, <laughs> which I loved. Yeah. But but they kind of get talking, and he's, like, they're kids, and, and Free was just, like, so are you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that was the moment it was like, oh shit, I gotta go, I gotta get my buddy, you know, I gotta yeah. go see my friend. And you could, you could see the change after she said it. I was like, God, oh, this show is just... They, they never let an episode go by without reminding you that Freerun is both ancient and also still growing up. Like, there's this, yeah. like, weird paradox with, like, because she observes time in such a different way, she seems to grow much slower... Uh, and and as everyone else and uh, it's beautiful too because so much of it loops back to what she learned from Himmel in their time together but clearly didn't quite wrap her head around it and and how important that relationship was to her in the moment and now she's has to like deal with the fallout of that it's really it's really sweet and like this like I don't know. Like, I just think that's really hard to pull off. It and more often than not, it doesn't hit. It's cringy. You know what I mean? Well, to to you know to add to that, I think it's incredibly hard to in any medium, any story medium, it's hard to write like that that wise character <laughs> with they, making it so seamless. Like they don't like either you underbake it or it's oh, like way too much. It's just you know it's like they're just like it's just quotes and quotes and quotes. They do such a good job of like having a quiet moment with her, yeah, and her just being like, yeah, like, and it's it's very like as a matter of fact, but it's not, it's never preachy with her, like, yeah, as the character, you know, it's just kind of like it's more life experience and the situation at hand, and just melding it every time. It's I don't know, there's there's something very like warm and comforting about that. Yeah, they weave is, it in really well. You know, she's like she is. That's the thing too. I would have said like in the first three episodes she's a cold character but like now she's there's just there's just um like an ethereal aloofness to her you yeah. know it's it's very it's very, very, very even really. you know even like just that little detail of like of course she learned how to take care of a sick person from himmel yeah right like of course she had lived a thousand years before then and that hadn't come up 
Yes. And uh, and also some, uh, you know, as usual, some beautiful imagery in this episode. Um, the giant the tree. It's only for a second, but yeah, the, the icicle cherry blossom tree, this giant snow turtle they encounter. Yeah. They they, they find a way to make every episode fantastic. Fun world, but like a little bit of world building as they go from area to area. Yeah. You know, it's... Anyway. All right. Um, do you want to talk about some award shows? Yeah. Yeah. Is there award shows or? What's that? Messy award shows. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'll start. I'll start with the little one because uh, the Emmys had their creative, uh, creative. You know, the one they don't air. Oh, for Under the Line. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but I have two that I thought were noteworthy. Uh, Nick Offerman won his first Emmy for uh, guest actor on a drama for his uh, episode of Last of Us. Best episode of the season. Pretty fucking tight. Um, and John Mulaney won for uh, outstanding writing for a variety comedy special for Baby J, his uh, Netflix Ooh. special. So they do do one. They I, I forgot that they do this for the Emmys. They do kind of like a stand-up award, but it's like it's best writing for and then like best performance of. It's kind of bullshit, and it should be on the main show. Um, but, you know... Baby J is uh, definitely a better special than what won at the Golden Globes, uh, which was uh, Ricky Gervais' Armageddon, which came out like right at the end of the year and barely qualified. Oh, yeah, I guess there's deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. So it came out like, you know, three weeks ago and then it won. Did you watch? I know you're not the, I have a stand up, you're not the biggest fan, but did you watch that one? Uh, uh, Ricky's? Yeah. 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 I didn't, I did, I had a tough time making it through. It took a few attempts. Because, like, the, you know, there's a bit of a line you have to toe. It's like, you don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, that special sucked. It's like, oh, you watch it? It's like, oh, I got mad five minutes in turned it off. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I was ten minutes in being like, I'm really not digging this. Hmm. Um, but I want to be able to, like, have a take and, like, say I gave it a chance. So it's hard to be like, hey, don't be angry. Just, like, try and get what he's putting out there. And I think the problem with it... And this isn't like a, I'm not going to go in depth, but I think the problem with it is that by the time he did this show, I had seen, and I'm sincerely not exaggerating, at least two dozen comics do the same material better. It's base, oh. it's basically another comic and his take on why cancel culture is dumb. And it's like, Ricky, like this has been, we've been doing this, man. Like they've been doing this. People are moving on. People are tired about it. It gets a lot of clapter type shit, like, yeah, mm. I should be able to joke about pronouns. It's like, shut up, man. Like, it's just so yeah. out of touch. It's, uh, frankly, quite close to the Joe Coy performance that opened up the Golden Globes. Ooh, segue. I love a segue. <laughs> Fucking nail that one, dude. <laughs> Which is to say, among, quote, real comics, neither of these guys have a ton of respect. Like, Ricky probably more than Joe Coy. Joe Coy is a big figure. Yeah. But... But he's in movies, Dave. <laughs> but he's in movies. He must be a good comic, right? Like, that's how it fucking works. But it's like... And I'm not... I don't want to shit on people that like Joe Coy. But what I will say is... I bet... You will have a hard time finding a good five minutes of Joe Coy comedy that is not funny jokes about his Asian family. Because hmm. that is most of his act mm. and if you can't work that into the gig i think he's a bit of a one-trick <laughs> pony i don't I, I just don't think he's like 
among the best comics working today. I will say in his defense, he allegedly had like two weeks to prepare. Which, yeah. you know, for a lot of these, you know, like Ricky Gervais, you sent me a clip of him hosting the Globes, which for, for the record, I think that is his best work. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought he absolutely crushed. I thought it was a breath of fresh air. You know, I think they haven't had him back or like for whatever reason, but like, you know, kind of coming in and shitting on Hollywood, presenting, being funny. Maybe I think he probably went a touch too far at times, but like it was, again, a new angle. Know. That's his thing, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he was doing his thing, and, and it was shocking that they either let him do it or that he got away with it. I don't know which one. But, like, he, you know, I have a, I, I, what I've heard is that he had quite a bit of time to prepare, which you want. Like, that is a big gig to sure. get as a comic. And, you know, people that host SNL, people that um, have to perform, like, st- that kind of stand-up in, in that kind of a... Um, with that amount of pressure on it, they tend to work those jokes for a long time. Um, and, and two weeks doesn't sound like a lot of time. Hmm. I don't know if it's any excuse to throw the writers under the bus. That was a pretty weak move. I was going to say, was that on the live broadcast? Yeah, it was. Him throw- oh, whoa. Yeah, that's a pretty, uh, like, I can't handle the heat move. And, and, and like, not that I could, but he sure. is supposed to be a professional comic. Bombing is a huge part of the gig. Um, it often doesn't go well. And, like, it's, how you handle it. It's crazy. Like, yeah, like, you're there. You are hosting. Like, again, it's not, like, it's almost a one-to-one, like, stand-up and, like, hosting this. But, like, it's not like it's a free, easy gig. But no. at the same time, it's like, well, then, like, you know, just ride the fucking bike, you know? Yeah. Like, just do the thing. And from what I've seen and heard, it's just kind of like, you, yeah. Just yeah, it, it was it was very tough. Um, <clears throat> but, it, you know... It's, it's, if, if there's any truth to him having two or three weeks repair, that seems very last minute. And it Globes are in a weird space. It's like they've done years with no hosts, and that's kind of fine. And then I've heard that they've done this recently where they got a last minute host maybe last year, the year before, and they had similar issues where someone was like, I, I wish I had more time to prepare. And it's like just either do it properly or don't do it. It's all too long anyway. Well, this is the first year it's not run by the Hollywood Foreign Press, right? Which it's now owned by. Also, I I, I thought or I was listening to Big Picture and they were talking about it. It's owned by the same company that owns like Variety and the Hollywood Reporter and all these like Hollywood yeah. ma- magazines. Which again, it just seems like a little you know more <laughs> inside of like what's already going on. You gotta wonder because I won't pretend to know a lot about that, but you gotta wonder like no. yeah, yeah. the Globes under the Hollywood Foreign Press was did have a pretty tough reputation in terms of like the awards being bought and paid for yeah all that i you know i I read that the new owners were you know very involved in the industry but i have to say i'm actually pretty pleased with all with the wins this year the noms and the wins are like sure well do you have some of them for you i i didn't uh, i didn't see much yeah i do uh oppenheimer had a huge huge uh yeah really killed it uh but they won best drama um, they won Best Female Actor, uh, Lily Gladstone. Um, oh, nice. Well, that's, that's deserved. Should yeah. Awesome. Uh, they won Best Actor to Killian Murphy and Best Supporting to Robert Downey Jr. Um, they won Best Director for Christopher Nolan, which is his seventh nom and only win. At the Golden Globes. Yes. Hmm. Uh, which I just thought was uh, interesting. Um, best Film, because they they're different than the Oscars, right? Or no. 
never mind, the Oscars does this too. They have drama and then they have musical or comedy in separate in separate categories. Yeah. Uh, musical or comedy, Poor Things won. I want to see that so bad. Uh, best male actor in a film, uh, musical or comedy, was Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Oh. Best TV series was Succession. Succession also cleaned up big. Yeah. Oh, um, I did see Kieran, Kieran Culkin. Yeah, it, which is interesting that he was, you know, because he had a much more central role, I think, in that last mm. one. I think they had, what, fucking two or three or four? They had so many nominations for Succession this year. Hmm. Uh, they won Best Female Actor as well. Sarah Snook took it. Nice. Oh, yeah, she was great. Oh, she's always great. Yeah, she kills it. Um, best TV series, musical, or comedy, The Bear. <laughs> yeah, a real funny show. Yeah, I know. I Sometimes when these things get put into... It's it a little is, iffy. It's category fraud. That's what it is. And it's just they're staying out of someone else's lane. Is it the know. studio's responsibility to submit? Or the or the show's responsibility? Which is it's basically. the studio. Yeah, because The Bear, you have to imagine... Yeah, think of it this way, right? The Bear went in musical or comedy. They here's who they went up against: Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Barry. The only yeah. real big heavy hitter in my mind there is Barry because I know mm-hmm. Ted Lasso had a rough season. Yeah, well, but think about if they if they were in the category they probably should have been, which is drama. Here's who they would have went up against. Smoked. smoked. 1923, The Crown, The Diplomat, The Last of Us, The Morning Show, and Succession. Hmm. They probably just would have lost most categories to Succession. That's the thing, too. I think it was, they were avoiding one show. Yeah. You know. Probably, Um, that's probably why they dumped Barry in comedy, because they can. Which, again, it is a very funny show, but the tone is, I think, overrides it a bit. Um... Best uh, limited TV series, anthology series, or TV movie, Beef cleaned up. They won Best Actor and Actress, or oh, nice. uh, Male Actor and Female Actor. Have you seen that? No. But I've, Stephen Young is like his first win, apparently. He's, he's one of the new greats. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I love him. Uh, oh, um, Oppenheimer won Best uh, Score. Um, Ludwig uh, Goranson. He did, he did kill. Um Big upset on Best Animated Film, actually. Did you see this? No, what one? Everyone assumed, because the... uh oh, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, everybody assumed Spider-Verse. So it was that, Super Mario Bros., Suzumi, mm-hmm. Wish, Elemental, and The Boy and the Heron. Any oh, idea? Miyazaki. Miyazaki, for sure. The yeah. Boy and the Heron. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm missing a ton. Oh, um, the girl from The Bear, his uh, co-host, Io... Ed- Eddie, Eddie Berry, sorry. Um, his right-hand sous chef. Uh, yeah. She, she won for uh, Best Female Actor in a TV Series. She's good. I, I much prefer her screen time yeah. than his, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Ricky Gervais won for stand-up comedy. But, like, that whole category, in my opinion, was not great. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really major that we've left out. Uh, best supporting male actor. Oh, it was Tom from Succession. Matthew uh, McFadden. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Um, best supporting female actor in TV series was Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. Hmm. I you see the clips of Kieran Culkin and uh, Nicholas Braun in the the press room. No. Post. Uh, uh, oh, why am I blanking? Matthew McFadden's. Uh, 
Win. Uh, like post win, he's like in the like the press room or whatever, yeah. and the two of them like skulking in, like grabbing mics and like, is it true that you're uh, you're you're two inches shorter than? There's <laughs> like serious questions going on. Yeah, oh, I gotta fun. see he's that. Like, he's like, who is that? And they like he clicks it, like you see this lumbering giant Nicholas Braun coming oh, towards. He's so big, dude. <laughs> he's just like, oh, okay, obviously, yeah. Let's see what's did, going on here. Did you see Kieran Culkin's uh, acceptance speech? No, 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 no I haven't. Good. He starts off, you know, that dude is his character on Succession, yeah, by the way. He's a bird. Yeah. He's, he was on Marin a couple years back, and I was just, like, fascinated. Was, like, wow, very so interesting. But at one point, and I can't do a good impression of him, but he, he's saying something like, no, but, you know, it's it's nice, unexpected. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy this happened. Suck it, Pedro. Mine. Because <laughs> Pedro was nominated. Okay. And he goes, suck it, Pedro. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He said, suck it, like, on the, in his, I don't know, I love that. It's interesting because I've I've heard too, and it, like it's reported like the Globes is kind of like historically it's been like that everyone drinks. Oh right? yes, yeah. And it's like very loose, so like that's where like kind of like the most like notable, you know, photos and you know people together mingling and all that, and you, and you get these sometimes like reactions. Whereas the Oscars is like you know it's tight, you know it's like you know tight lipped and everyone's there to be prestigious and. Also historically, they're a big indicator on who's going to win the Oscar. Um, but different different voting body now. But now it's a different voting body, so it's going to be very curious to see how much of this translates into the Oscars. I will also say, RDJ had a good uh, acceptance speech. Big win he's for a, him. He's he, a naturally gifted speaker. He threw a little shade at the foreign press, or I think he said something about he said something towards the end of his speech about like about time for the Globes, like about time there's a change. Um, and it's funny he was saying like. You know, I I like to thank my agents and managers who somehow said I needed to restart my career, and he was like he was doing a whole bit about it, because um, I think like this was such a departure from Iron Man, sure. right? To be fair, he's when you hear him speak like in interviews and even in this, you're like he's really not that far off from the Iron Man. Like, no, he was just showing up with Red the Lions as, you know, his personality. His like, performance in Oppenheimer couldn't be more alien yeah. to, to what we've seen him on, do on screen for the last decade. Have you ever, have you ever seen, like, any of the Shane Black stuff? You did, like, the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with um, Val Kilmer? In no, didn't Shane Black do one of the Iron Man movies? Yeah, he wrote, I think, the third. Uh, he wrote or directed. Yeah. Sure. Why, what about him? Well, like, that's kind of, like, post, like, all of RDJ's, like, you know, substance yeah. abuse, all, all that stuff, and him kind of coming back to Hollywood. Like, Shane Black was, like, the one that kind of, like, hey, like, let's do this, you know? Oh. And he, I think that was the, I think, yeah, it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Or am I mixing up with one of his other? Anyways, but, like, it's, it's like a, he's like a con man, and Val Kilmer's like a private detective. And oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's, but it's, like, not quite the Iron Man thing, but it's just RDJ, like, still acting, you know? And, you yeah. know, I don't know. He's pretty good Tropic Thunder, too. But, uh, oh, my God. He's yeah, unbelievable. He's... <laughs> I will never hear a word against that. I mean, controversial, absolutely no doubt. But uh, yeah. he does an amazing job. Christopher Nolan, you know, uh, nearly was almost choked up in his win. He, he started his uh, speech by saying, you know, last time I was here, I was accepting an award on behalf of Heath Ledger. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was nervous and I had locked eyes with, of all people, Robert Downey Jr. in the middle of the crowd. And here I am again, you know, and it's, and yeah, kind of an interesting full circle moment, but, uh, glad he won. I'd love for him to win. He's uh, gonna, he's gonna clean house in, I would, in March. I'd like him to take a director now, but you, you know who, other than Lily Gladstone, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon didn't do great. 
Lily Gladstone seems like a fucking lock, though. Yeah. On the well, Oscar. I'm not sure. What's her... Uh... Oh, I guess we don't have the noms yet. No, they haven't come out yet. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of conversation about around it, if it'll be similar to the Globes. The Globe nominations for her category were Lily Gladstone, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, Sandra Hewler for Anatomy of a Fall, mm. Annette Benning for Niad, Niad, Niad. Yeah. Sorry, Greta Lee yeah. for Past Lives, and Kaylee Spaney for Priscilla. Hmm. I've seen remarkably few of those. Have you seen Maestro? I, I, I watched Maestro. Yeah. And interesting. There are a lot of movies I got to get around yeah. to. I got to get around to uh, Saltburn as well. It, I just want to. I just need to see it. Too many people Bronson, are talking about it. Bronson message. He's like, he's like, yeah, you got to see it. You got to watch it. And I'm like, is it like, you know, having a laugh watch or like, yeah, is yeah. It like, is it like, is there? Yeah. And what do you say? I, got I don't think I got an answer. I'll just watch it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, but uh, you know, um, yeah. Sam Morrill. Yeah. Yeah, of course he did. Um, you know, I saw him in the summer, and he he's a big movie guy, and uh, on his podcast, and he kind of wrote like a series of tweets with some strong opinions on Saltburn. I was like, fuck, like I wish I didn't see that. I don't want it to yeah. influence how I look at it. Did you see Emerald Fennell's previous movie, um, Promising Young Woman? No, I've had it sitting ready to go on my watch list for so long. I know also very a couple controversial people, and a couple yeah. people wanted me to see that. Did you see it? No, same thing. Uh, it, I remember at the time. I don't have I a good like, reason. Every, you know, every pre-Oscar, like the list comes out. I make the playlist. I send the top 10 pictures to Leanne. I'm like, all right, yeah. we got to watch six of these. You know, like, yeah. and uh, a promising woman did not make the, uh, make the watch. But uh, I don't know. It's like a good movie. Like, I think it won original screenplay the year You know, out. a couple of these are going to p- replay at the local theaters. We should try and catch uh, before the Oscars. Maybe mm. we should do a party. Remember we did that Oscars party? That one year? Yes. Like, yeah, I, well, I think that the, was fun. Is the problem that that was Mad Max year? Well, no, that's not what I was gonna say. Yes, it was. But uh, I, I, historically, or no, the Globes are on a Sunday. It would be great if the if they they could do this on a weekend. Yeah, I, it it makes no sense why they're not doing it on a Saturday every year. Like, really, uh, March. I'll, I'll take a Monday off. Do not surprise with you for sure. I'll take a Monday off. March tenth. Yeah, it's a Sunday, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. Maybe we figure something out, but yeah, we should, uh, you know, it. We should commit to it if we can like make some headway and watch a lot of these, a lot of the noms whenever the noms come out. The noms are coming out in like two weeks. Oh, it's pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, you know, two and a half months, or no, not even actually, it'll be less than two months. What we should do is we should do uh, just a online hangout. Yeah, we could do that. Watch it on browser. Hang out on mic. Camera Remember we were talking about that the other day? It's like, yeah. are there not like sharing? Yeah, Prime. Um, actually, Prime might have the Oscars. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. Did you hear that they're rolling out like an ad thing on Prime, by the way? <laughs> you literally just read my mind. I got the email a couple of days ago. I was pretty cheesed about that. Pretty lame. Um, three bucks more. Three bucks more to watch it without ads. It's like, aren't I already paying you? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? This doesn't phase me all that much because their shows are so few and far between. Yeah. And like the only thing, and you're probably paying for Prime anyway. That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, like I'm not. And they know I'm that. Not gonna, I'm not gonna get. That's yeah. That's awful part of it. But I'm not gonna give you guys an extra three dollars. But like all I'm watching there is like Reacher, and like that is just a commercial. So yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like the the two minutes is uh, not gonna kill me every every half hour. I still haven't touched minutes. that. 
it's you know you keep asking me like is it is it like Dave TV and like I don't know but it's Dad TV like to like the peak like my in laws are like fucking like how do we get access to Reach? That's <laughs> and funny. It's like, but um, no, I don't know. It's like I I always tell you like the bit of and they do it like every like three or four times every episode because he's like a six foot five right, 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 gorilla right. yeah and they do it every episode multiple times in both seasons of like the bit of like oh you're a big fucking dude and like i laugh every time it's 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 cheesy and so well done every single time wrong so like that. it's it's a good it's a good not it's it's more than just to shut your brain off and watch tv yeah. it's just above that but um yeah i don't know i'll, I'll probably uh get around to watching that yo did you see the trailer for alex garman alex garland's new movie fucking civil war dude <laughs> i'm so excited it's 90 minute runtime did you see that oh my god thank god super give me another more more watchable movies or no no no. uh more movies with manageable length runtime Mm -hmm. is what i should say not everything needs to be three hours and 20 minutes and also i i just i gotta say i was not in until i saw he was directing like i was like i don't know if i want a, a civil war movie that is like eerily close to where our society is at right now and then i was like oh wait but if alex garland made it i think i'm kind of down did you um and then i saw that what's his face is in it oh jesse clemens yeah i was like ah fuck that that line delivery lifetime passes for him when he says okay what kind of american are you i'm like oh let's go we're back in breaking bad yeah i know which side you're on yeah (laughs) brother (laughs) god he's frightening yeah he's so good but yeah i'll probably see that he was great in Killers. I think that's my biggest gripe with Killers of the Flower Moon. My only gripe with Killers of the Flower Moon was like, where's, I want more Clements. Like, yeah. 30 minutes earlier. That's all Well, I mean. told you that movie was originally based on that character with Leo mm-hmm. starring, eh? Great, great swap, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you see a big casting announcement for uh, The Last of Us Season 2? Yes, but I don't know who the actor is or who the character is. Caitlin, I think her name's Caitlin Deaver. Yeah. Um... She's been around. Like, I've seen her in things. Um, she, like, ch- you know, child actress. And, yeah. Um, so she's going to be playing the role of Abby. And that's an important character. Very important character. I advise... I saw this on uh, Reddit. I also feel the same. She should just get off social media now. Oh, um, because it's a controversial character, maybe? Everything... Like, 82... Per- well... Like, 82% of, like, the controversy with The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. When it came out. Yeah. Was revolved around Abby. Oh, okay. And it just, the... And, and like, one other character. Again, it was all, like, fucking... I've told you this over and over. I think it's some of the stupidest, out, like, internet gamer outcry ever. It's, hmm. it's very, very... Yeah, I remember at the time. Minded. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's interesting because... You know, because like when they when they cast, I'm liking on her name now, but you know who they uh, cast her Ellie. Do you, do you remember her name? The actress's name, um, the Mormont girl. <laughs> no, I know, I I, um, I can't. We're gonna call her Ellie. But like when they cast her, I was like, oh, like I I, I see what they're going for. But even then, like it was Bella it Ramsey. One, Bella Ramsey. It wasn't like a one to one, but it was it was like pretty close. It was like perfect. Caitlin Deaver is Abby. Like I can picture it in the face, but like. There's like there's like a like she a has body a physicality. Type thing. Yeah, there's a, a very very physical performance in Abby, well, and she I'm should have like, that Warner Brothers money. Get her in the. Gym. I'm wondering if she's just like gonna roid up and like get huge and swole. Like that. You know? That's a documentary that has to happen, and mm-hmm. like soon is the 
apps because I am 200% confident it exists is the studio sponsored PED program of like we okay you are now your Marvel superstar we got to get you on the um what's the guy that was in Eternals there the HDH face oh Camille Nanjiani yeah we got to get you on the like it absolutely exists there are go-to trainers that all these people go to nutritionists dietitians but let's not like get it twisted there's also someone with a lab coat being like, and also like 200 milligrams of HDH, TRT, trend. Should we cut this out of the pod and make this movie ourselves? <laughs> no, we need someone with, <laughs> I want someone who's got fucking bodies. Like I want someone in LA to spill the beans who like has seen it. You know what I mean? I don't want like us speculating. I need like a definitive, someone with uh, like a That's pedigree. We find the guy. Oh, right, right, right. Like, we need... Like, we become documentarians. Yeah, we need the Hollywood version of Icarus, the documentary about, like, state-sponsored doping in in Russia, Mm because it is real, and, like, we, you know, we're in this... We're supposedly in this, like, body positivity, like, era, and, like, it's still absurd that we're having people, like, everyone in any kind of the... Like, in any one of these movies is roided up to the gills and, like, doing water cuts... When they have to be on screen without their shirt off. And, like, we're all like, oh, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure he just does a lot of crunches. It's funny because, like, Reacher, uh, Alan oh Richardson, God. he had an interview a couple weeks ago. And he yeah. was just straight up candid. Like, I hurt myself on season one. I couldn't keep it up. So, I got a little help this season. And he's, like... Dude, it, he's so big. He, Dave, I'm telling you, the bit every time makes <laughs> But it would be... So, that's... You know, I appreciate, like, his candor, and I think we need a lot more of that. But that's, like, another reason why it's preposterous to have, like, a guy, like, the fucking walk, the walk, the rock, walking around, 20 years removed from his physical prime, yet still getting bigger. Yeah. And and been like, no, it's it's Zoa, it's the energy drink that I own. It's, this is really it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, okay, yeah. So that's 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 that. Um, fuck. What? A, oh, uh, it's kind of a bit of, a bit Warner Brothers adjacent. You hear Tom Cruise penned a uh, franchise deal with them. Big time. Very curious to see original projects. Original projects. Which his production company will have space on the Warner Brothers lot. Like it's when they say the word franchise. Like they're green lighting likely several projects together. I'm wondering. I would, I would imagine big picture. He is Tom like Cruise. But that's his thing, right? Like he he goes from yeah. He try well. Funny enough, again, you know, third time's a charm. There, like he tried to get that Jack, the original Jack Reacher off the ground. Those films, yeah. which is laughable, like a five yeah. four man like playing Jack Reacher. I know. But, um, poor yeah, I love, I love you. I love you, Tom. No, but, you don't. Uh, yeah, I, I love Tom. Fuck Tom. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Scientology. Um, no, wait, yeah, like I don't that stuff. I don't care, but I like his movies. Yeah. Yeah, you think he stars in every single one, or do you think like in in the, the age he's getting to with the heart, with the head trauma and the and the and just the use on his body, do you think he do you think he starts to direct? No, no. You think he's he's running the ship into the ground like until the tires come they off? They will CG like the walking blood bag right out of the movie. Every, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll out he'll outrun Clint Eastwood, I think. Fuck, <laughs> as starring as an as an actor. Yeah, I think he'll go further. Hours logged. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't crazy. know. Clint makes a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I don't know. It's uh, man, I woke up woke up to some pretty good news today, there, Dave. What? 
Doro Hedros getting a second season. Yeah, yo, you said you said that at six thirty a.m. with all caps, and I was like, I know you're excited. I've not seen a minute of this fucking show, and I was like, Yeah, I mean, dope, I guess. It's like me sending you a fight card. Like, can you believe they made this matchup? I read it every time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate you. This nice, Steve. I'm glad you're glad. Yeah, Is this a I'm Netflix so- thing? Um, so it's interesting. All their socials, like the official Dorohidoro um, social accounts, yeah. have stripped all the MAPPA tags. Okay. Because they made the first season. Yeah, and it was and, like, and I know you liked it, but it was pretty heavily CG'd, right? It was like early days of like the Studio Orange stuff there. Like they yeah. tried to, like kind of what they were trying to do or what they did in Trigon Stampede. You saw early versions of that in, yeah. in, in this. but um, And like I said, there was like a lot of background stuff, but very... Because the show was so gonzo, it kind of weirdly fit. Yeah, and it's not making an excuse, but I, I genuinely thought that. But um, so the map of stuff has kind of been stripped, and then they have more or less said like this will be released as a streaming product. Mm. It, it won't have a broadcast. Hmm. And I think there's. Um, I was just reading online. It seems to be concerns of like the content. They don't know how to make it and get past the broadcasters in Japan. Interesting, because it's so violent, right? And gory and, and I, you know, so yeah. it's. Uh, but again, they haven't said who they did. It was on Netflix the first season originally, so it yeah, could be made, you know, straight to Crunchyroll, most sure. likely Netflix again would be my guess. But uh, the map of stuff being stripped is interesting. That is interesting, and and to your point about like they're having difficulties about content moderation and stuff in Japan is one thing that I read, you know, just a passing comment was like. Oh, I bet Chainsaw Man will have an easier time with this upcoming arc um, being a movie because they won't have to censor nearly as much because they could probably just market it as a rated whatever movie and not have to worry about that kind of stuff. They that is one of the shows that is kind of out there as far as they'd have to have some stuff for sure. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I recently I don't want to say I rewatched it. I recently watched some reactors watch to Chainsaw Man and I was like, fuck! I kind of forgot. Like this was a banger show. It was awesome. It was amazing for all the. Just- you know the eyeballs on it, and the people can be very critical, right? When when th- something has that much hype, mm. um, but yeah, that that really really hit for me. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've got. Oh, th- okay. There is one other thing I I forgot to tell you, which is actually relevant. Um, well, there's there's two, but I I think I know the answer to the first one. Number one, have you finished Pluto? No. I finished it. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes. But will you finish it? Yes. In the fullness of time. Should I? Yeah, I think so. I... I, like, not that I, like, I... I, It's the episode length. It's the episode length. It's the episode length. And also, yeah. I'm not going to get into that right now, but I will say uh, the final two episodes are where it really picks up. And, and, yeah, man, that episode length. Last one I watched was five. Yeah, okay, so you got three more... That eight? Ep- is it eight or two? Yeah, episodes? eight, eight. Okay, that episode like hurt them. Like, it's not ideal. It's really yeah. not. But but, but the thing, I I I anytime I read anything about it, it's never brought up. I feel like you and I are like in a vacuum. The only two are just like mm, that was pretty long. I know. I, I think it's because um because it went it to just, Netflix and it like on Netflix, like. They don't do weekly animated show. Like it would be a bigger mm-hmm. deal if they put this out on Crunchyroll and everyone would be like, "Whoa, can you imagine?" Everything else here is twenty two minutes. Everything, yeah. Every week I got to put all this time aside. For so one they would have yeah. they would have stuck out like a sore thumb on Crunchyroll, but on Netflix it's point. like this whole big thing. Anyway, 
We'll talk about it when you're done, but the other thing I did watch is I caught the pilot of Solo Leveling. As did I. No way. Okay. Yeah, I so, I only watched it because I saw that it was apparently a big deal, and I was like, you know, just based off the name, like, it's not really up my alley, but I was like, fuck it. I never watched these things. Mm. I will try. So, what did you think? Didn't do much for me, no, to be I... honest. Um, well, there's a couple things, but you, you, uh, how do you feel? I surprisingly liked it. I think um, these mo- these shows are a slippery slope between like are th- like because it feels like there's a lot of shows like this out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and you're very familiar with them, and I'm very not. You know, mm-hmm. I I I'm gonna pay myself a self-serving compliment and say like I only watch the really good ones, being Moshuko and Freerun, and like they're both really high, I think. But this is pretty far away move, removed from Freerun. Um, fantasy wise, you mean? Yeah, fantasy. I don't watch fantasy anime. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. So. I have like a, it's 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 so I was talking to Joey on the phone today and I was trying to explain it to him and like I sound like a crazy person. There's like a very like um like a low budge fantasy like isekai look that like 150 shows oh, have. Yeah. They all have this look, you know whether it's like uh, Don Machi or like even you know, which uh, one that I like is. Uh, the time I got reincarnated as a slime. Like, yeah. You know, I, the story and it's silly and it's goofy and like there's, but like there's just like this very sharp, almost rectangular look to it sometimes. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I don't know. There's, and there's a thing about like there's always like a, like a, a metal chest plate as if that's armor. It's just like a single piece and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just, it's like very like low budge fantasy. And, right. But like, I know the show has got the smoke. Like, people have been talking about this manga for years. Like, <laughs> and they have said the, the art. And the action is where it is. The story is literally nothing to cry. It's the most, you know, it's it's been done, you know. But like, oh, that's what you've heard about this. I think yeah, that's that's like what the show is known for. Gotcha. And like just again, the fighting and the art. And I was just kind of surprised. Like this is the show that you ha- you have to come out swinging, right. telling me why. And I was like, this was one of the most boring episodes of anime I've watched. Like you know, we'll jump into twenty twenty three. It was just boring. Like it didn't do anything for me. It's, yeah, it's funny. We're coming at it from different angles because I don't ever watch shit like this. I only yeah. watch it because it's supposed to be a heavy hitter. So I was yeah. like, so this was, a lot of it was new to me. I was like, okay, well, I know there's a lot of this out there, but I haven't mm. watched it. Mm-hmm. So I liked the setup. I'll watch episode two. That's all I'm really committing to. I think it's only s- scheduled for like 12 episodes this first mm-hmm. quarter, right? So another one or two won't hurt me, but I, I, um, I would say I'm, po- I'm cautiously optimistic. I also filmed a little TikTok on it. Just curious about like what people are thinking. So I'll put that probably up on our Instagram and our TikTok where you can find us at Part-Time Otaku Podcast. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep my eye on it. I'm going to watch it. I just, I, I, I'm going to watch it until I see that first, like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. And then, you know, if even at that moment it doesn't do it for me. Then... Yeah. Oh, there's, I forgot. We gotta. I, we, we have to go over this. And we could probably close on this. Uh, Abenak, number one fan, sent in her top five. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Shouts what out. Let's hit it up. Five? Um, top five? Top five. And she included uh, top some, you know, in some of them, she included uh, some top five moments. Oh, okay. And uh, any, any honorable mentions? Yeah. Actually, she's, it's a pretty, pretty lengthy 
I think right. she she put some time into this, so we should do her the do her the justice of going through it. Uh, you know, and I sh- I'll also note very similar to both of us. Um, <laughs> top five moments. Okay, I'll start from the bottom. All right. Number five, Attack on Titan. Word. Favorite moments. You know, similar to us. Mikasa at Aaron's grave. Levi squad jumping off the boat, flying boat. Hanji's last stand. Mikasa Levi. Everyone working Hanji's together. Hanji's last stand. Five. I know. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two, number four. Hmm? She says in her favorite moments. Any Mahito scene. <laughs> wow. Uh, Toji, Megami fight. Ghetto and Gojo meeting. Number- it was funny, just to jump in, I had sent you a clip this week. I forgot how wild that Mekamaru versus Mahito fight was. It, the whole so, season, yeah, man. It's, yeah. Unreal. And did you see that thing? I, th- I You shared it. You either gave it to me and I put it on the Instagram. I don't know, but the all the... Uh, all the the mashup of all the references to other anime that might have been the Mechamaru like where that's we that's where I'd seen it. yeah a lot yeah. of Gurren Logan stuff in there too yeah. I've never watched that show and I think my me neither in number three she's got free run yeah uh, favorite moment episode nine which is where the Himmel kind of air quote proposing to free run oh good yeah. moment that is a good moment number two Oshinoko word uh GIF performance at the end of episode six JIF get yeah. it. <laughs> And number one, uh, Vinland Saga, season two, all of episode 23. I think okay. episode 23 is the I Have No Enemies episode. Mm-hmm. Um, very honorable mention is The Dangers in My Heart. Uh, Abenak, you're a real one. That show... I don't know what that is. Was, that's one of, it was one of my favorites last year. Rom-com. She says, if not for AOT, this would have been a number five. Fucking A. Right um, on. Other honorable mentions, Apothecary Diaries... Buddy Daddies, Tomo Chan, Heavenly Delusions on 100. So we've got a lot in common. She's seen a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, Apothecary Diaries. That was the one. I got like three episodes, and I was I, like, I, I never even touched it. It was. It's good. It's like set in um, like a certain period in like ancient China. Yeah. Um, and this girl's kind of drafted. She's she works for like a medicine seller, hmm. or her like a like a doctor. I guess or like anyways, and she gets like brought into like a, a concubine area of the palace mm. and she works as like an, an aide to like the guy that runs the concubines like the i guess essentially the pimp but um yeah it's weird it was a weird show but like really getting people like are losing their mind over it and i was like another one i was like shit like i got so much stuff to watch it's i don't know it hasn't hit yet but pe- it's on like top three on everyone's list it's crazy and the reel on instagram that vivian put up People are liking that thing ran yeah. all the time, right? Like, it's clearly a big show. Yeah, it's huge. I gotta get beautiful. around and check it out. It's beautiful. I'll end on this. Her letdown anime of the year, Hell's Paradise. That's a, that's how you know wow. she is a real one. Yeah. <laughs> like a third seat. Like, holy cow. Yeah, that no was shit. Wild. That was letdown. We didn't talk about that once in the year-end pod. <laughs> no, we didn't. I had it's because I had a whole, I had a whole uh, disappointment slash letdown section. Uh, that we didn't go because I didn't want to be negative, but I've got it yeah. right here. Let me just say it real quick because it's a different pod. Yeah. I've got Hell's Paradise, yeah. Tokyo Revengers season two, oh, yeah. To Your Eternity so. season two, like yeah, yeah. huge. Yeah. And then I I just have the Zom one hundred schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That seems fair to me. That is yeah. That is fair. All right, dude. Uh, what do you think? Cool. Should we wrap her up? Well, thank you, Abenak, for sending that in. That was that's a really good list. Fuck, that's so that funny. is a great list. Um, oh, you have that was a really good show. Excellent taste in anime mm-hmm. and better taste in podcasts, if Damn I do right. say so myself. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, good pod, buddy. Um, yeah. This is fun. If you guys, if you guys can't tell, we're playing a little bit with the format. We're trying to, you know, loosen it up a little bit. And I think I have, you know, I think we had a lot of fun this episode. So I, I do too. Yeah. More messing around to come. You got the cameras on, staring at each other, her beautiful eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, video is probably coming soon. We're gonna keep messing around. Lots of changes coming, but it's all exciting. So thank mm-hmm. you again for listening. Uh, we're going to keep coming around here. Probably weekly episodes are here to stay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Check us out on uh, Instagram and TikTok and listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. We are Part-Time Otaku Podcast everywhere. I think that's about it. Grant, you may go ahead and say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.